Hello and welcome to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Hi, Jessica. Al- Wait, you already came back from Hawaii on this podcast. Never mind. I was going to do the Aloha thing, but we already. I don't want. I like the idea of it becoming every week. Every week. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> no, you've been here. Um, I've been back. I've been back. We're doing the LA summer thing where it's so hot. It's so hot. I before we were catching up before this, and uh, I was already telling you that I think my body is revolting uh, at at the enormity of life change mm. in a matter of short mm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like between travel and uh, yeah, seeing people and food and drink, uh, I had a weekend where I felt like my body like shuddered and was like, uh, "We're gonna just go ahead and take a pass on this whole thing." <laughs> Remember the quarantine? That was sort of good for us. Yes, so we'll be over here. Too strenuous. Yeah, I was silly and I was like, oh, I'm going to wear a little sleeveless dress because it's so hot. And I have maybe the worst sunburn I've had since a child. You are a little sweet lobster, my little. I mean, it's not your face, which is the only one that I get very obsessive about. All sunburns are obviously bad, but you avoided the face, which is important. Yeah, Um, I don't know. But it's really I mean, I. I anticipate some sunburns coming my way. Like, learn I from me. We've been outside. Don't do it. When are they going to create pill forms of sunscreen? You can I just mean, pop a pill and that's your sunscreen. It is Bam. very funny that you have to create like a little jacket over your whole body yes. <laughs> of like a sticky or stinky or creamy white, like that you literally have to. That's how I felt when in Hawaii. I was like, I spend so long um, covering myself because I'm so scared. And it is the funniest feeling of just like I'm that is blooming myself. <laughs> I That's why I buy swimsuits from Land's End that come down to my wrist. I literally aren't. That's why it's so stupid that I did this. I was like in the water all for a few weeks ago, like all week. And I was constantly covered literally from neck to knees (laughs) but see this is the thing is i feel like it's like what they describe as like pregnancy brain or whatever like i think there is this post-pandemic fog of just i went out to dinner last night and um didn't bring my wallet (laughs) just like didn't bring any method of payment did anyone um, yes, uh, the the people I was with they <laughs> covered me, but another person forgot forgot a mask and like everybody and I was like, yeah, for me it's that I haven't had like a purse, you know, yes. and like haven't been like carrying a purse around and like I just fully left my house, had car keys, had sunglasses, didn't have an ID or any form of money. Um, and was just like, how though? How did I do that? But I think there are just these like really huge blind spots the same way we feel them like conversationally or, you know, like we're in the sun or like it just is uh, a lot of new, just still a lot of new. I just yeah. would love to stop. I would love to not feel quite so overwhelmed all the time, you know? Yeah. And I know it's just going to take a minute, but I guess that's like the pro of never, never letting the pandemic get you down. <laughs> people who just were like we don't like it it doesn't seem good so we're gonna keep on doing what we do i was like i get it it's, you don't want to mess up the routine it's hard to get back in it that is very true i'm very jealous of people whose routines were not interrupted who remained 
uh, socialized. You're like, just, who, now my problem is just not, not the thing I'm doing. <laughs> they're just abs. It's and we're all just sort of like we're these like little tributaries that are rejoining this like river that's been rushing the whole time. <laughs> and like, I really, yeah, I feel like I can manage socially. I'm always glad that I'm like I have done something after I've gone and done it. I still feel like pretty big waves of anxiety before any event or any hang but um yeah I don't know I really I really felt like my body though was just I think it was more travel than anything yeah. and also just because it was like you're tired it, it's stressful and the stuff with the COVID tests and like there were just a lot of layers of um travel of and rum and sun and yeah I felt like I hit the weekend and was like who do you think Bye-bye. you are Jimmy Buffett you can't do that <laughs> it really did weird me out to have spent a year in my home with such limited sunlight, especially because we don't have outdoor space at my home and then be like just sunbathing for days was so and drinking like pina coladas. I was like, this is such a whiplash of an experience. It's a lot to just suddenly be like, this is how we're living now. So you gotta just take it easy on yourself. Yeah. I think this will be a week of, I think, um, eating very healthy, keeping it very low key. I did that. I a lot of shows to catch up on. I do that brat diet. What's that? It's bread, rice. Oh. No, wait, banana, rice, applesauce, toast. So when you, your stomach's a little, you want to <sighs> eat very calm things. Calm food. Yes, 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 brat. I, I love like to that. make my banana, uh, rice, applesauce, and toast sandwich. That sounds nice. I do have that feeling of just like, especially post vacation eating and drinking and that thing of just like, oh, I just need to like reset. I'm not a like a a cleanse person necessarily, but I did have that thing of like, oh, I got to like reset my body and like just get if I'm going to survive this summer, basically. Uh, (laughs) My innards are going to make it. (laughs) It's truly like I got to just get a better grip and yeah, like uh, understand when to splurge, when to have fun with the body. And uh, also there's this thing I've said this before. I'm sure on the podcast that is very infuriating about getting older and it's not just aging, but like the way I always feel about it is that you kind of learn, you finally learn, especially by your mid to late thirties, like, you have a good grip on like what exercise works for you, what diet works for you, how much alcohol you can drink and still, you know, how frequently, how much. And you're like, okay, you like figured out the machine. You feel pretty good about it. And then there's like this, you pass another year and suddenly all the dials recalibrate and everything you did suddenly doesn't work. Even though you didn't change it. It's like, no, no, no. Now it needs more sleep. No, 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 no. Now that's too much alcohol and you'll get really sick. And no, no, no. Actually you're allergic to that. And also your eyes don't work anymore. And it's like, (laughs) you have finally like adjusted to exactly like what this very sensitive machine most wants. And then all the dials are like, and totally readjust without anything you've done just by aging. And it sucks. Anyways, that's my take on the human body. But- I'm going to give it a C, a C minus. <laughs> give the human body a C minus right now. <laughs> I thought my take was getting a C minus. And I was like, I can do better. <laughs> start over. I'll do better. I'll work on it. I'll start over. Jess, I but- didn't like your speaking. Uh- <laughs> uh, work on it. Come back next week. Um, Let's see if no, we can but- make it a little peppier. Um, no. <laughs> can we not just lament the passing of time and the biology of humanity? I mean... Um, this is a big week. Yeah. 
This is the maybe this maybe my body was reacting to this. Probably grief. <laughs> Might have been experiencing grief as keeping up with the Kardashians aired its final episode. I feel so weird. Yeah. It was such a also because it just kind of breezed by. I mean, certainly for all the accounts we follow and everything, like it was, you know, a, a big deal, but also it just also came and went and it was yeah over and now it's done and we still have the uh final curtain parts one and two Thank um hosted God. by andy um people had messaged asking if we would be covering that and the answer is yes of, of course. course we're covering it yes of this course. podcast isn't ending until it's over we don't know when that no. is no so we don't know how long they're drawing out the final curtain i think uh, it's part just one two is, parts yeah is, is part one this up this upcoming week? Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. On Thursday. So basically the same slot. It's just it's squeezing on in there. And I was okay. doing a little reading, uh, uh, seeing like, what, where does everything go? So E is retaining, keeping up with the Kardashians, obviously. So you'll be able to watch reruns on E for eternity, essentially. Okay. And they'll also be on Hulu and Peacock since they're all owned okay. by Universal. And then next year, 20... Season 20 will air on those other platforms, but okay. you'll always be able to watch them. Yeah. And then we have no clue what the new show is going to be other than it cannot be called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Maybe it will be like Sex in the City where the title is... God, what is the fucking it's, title? It's not what I thought it was going to be. I was starting it to was, wonder... I no. I thought it was going to be, I couldn't help but wonder, yes. which is, but it's not that it's, it has a different name. It's like, and suddenly, or it, oh, what is it? Oh God. I would have thought it was, uh, I couldn't help but wonder. I, I couldn't know. Help but okay. Uh, it's sex and city new series. What is the name? And just like that. And just like that. I was and like, just like that. Also good, but not it. It, you think? What other one did they have that she said a lot was, are, are, are we sluts? That's what it should have been called. <laughs> <laughs> are we sluts is the funniest title. Are we for sluts? Thing. Are we that sluts? is, she says it in one of the episodes, but <laughs> I, was, I was saying to someone, I was like, uh, this doesn't, this isn't like, not singing the praises of the writers that there were multiple things that you said in every episode and we can't remember any of the specifics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I truly, other than I couldn't help but wonder, none of them are really, and I watched the shit out of that show, but at least right now it's not, not in my head, but yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get, maybe the spinoff for keeping up with will be called, um, negative vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Could be called the uh, Kardashian Bible or <laughs> Bible would be great. Slores. Um, Another slores. one. Slores. <laughs> I'm really, really, uh, doing a lot of slut based. Are uh, we slores? Are we, sl I couldn't help but wonder, are we slores? <laughs> are we slores? Um, yeah, we don't know what it is yet. And it's not, we don't know. We'll find out soon. I'm, I'm sure they'll tease a bit of it on the Andy reunion. I'm going to take a big gamble and tell you that it's, and just say I don't think it's going to be very creatively different. <laughs> yeah, I I just, you know, there's a lot. Of, I, I can't imagine that this is the moment that they're going to take. Like they have everything they want and need. We know that they are mostly sick of filming. 
I just feel like it's going to be uh, an easier version of the stuff that they have given us before, you know? Gosh, if it's only them on vacations, I'd be so pleased. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, and maybe they left us clues or only if it's called lunch with the Kardashians and they only have lunch. (laughs) Well, it is sort of like you could look at the way I think there is something very interesting to Lisa Vanderpump's spinoff, the um, overserved. Yes. Um, That's a very interesting model to me of like, that's really low lift for her, you know, comparatively. That's just, you know, hosting a dinner party. They book some guests. I'm, you know, it's at her house. They don't have to like uh, rent or, you know, find locations. Um, So, and we know that they're very versed in, the Kardashians are very versed in shooting in their homes. Like there is something like glam room stuff. I don't know. And now they've also like been testing the waters with like YouTube stuff, like Kylie, you know? Um, So who knows? I'm, I, I we'll am very curious soon enough though, right? I know it's like, it's coming. Yeah. Um, but it definitely made the at last episode have a very strange vibe to it, you know, knowing that it's not the end and that the yeah. we'll know more soon. It's like, it's just strange. It's very it's like, strange. It's like it's someone breaking safe. up with you, but being like, but also we will be dating again in some capacity soon. Yeah. It's going to be saved by the bell the college years. <laughs> it's not going to be the same. Um, should we should get, we get into, into some news? news? Let's Jinx. news it Jinx. up. Let's news it up. Um, well, first of all, this ties in. Uh, well, this oh, this is a funny, funny one. Um, it June is Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. Um, and obviously... There, there's been an awareness for some time that, you know, corporations and celebrities have now really capitalized on pride, especially because it is a beautiful rainbow uh, logo. And so there's a lot of conversation around like, yeah, when JP Morgan Chase throws up um, a rainbow logo or a tweet and then everybody's like, okay, well, it looks like you donated to Mitch McConnell who blocked an (laughs) anti-equality legislation. And so there's a lot of calling out um, in a very funny way. Um, and I think more than ever, a lot of awareness about it. And <laughs> the thing is that we know Kim is an ally. We know that. And yes. she is, she is an ally through and through. So I don't want to paint her as some like you know, <laughs> right wing corporation, but she definitely had a little misstep this week. <laughs> she tweeted, um, happy pride month. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really funny. I love how there are so many ways to express yourself in my game. And then it is a picture of her. um, uh, What is the name of the game? I already forgot her longstanding game, her Kim Mm -hmm. Kardashian, her her phone game, her apps. Um, That was like one of her big first money making ventures. It's a picture of her uh in in front of like a or a drawing of her from her game in front of like rainbow stripes holding a pride flag i think that's the (laughs) ally flag oh is it the ally flag yeah you see the the v in it with the the black and the white oh i didn't know that i believe that's the ally flag yeah oh my god and people were not having it. it people were memeing it because uh, it definitely felt like it was like just a very poorly done ad for her game um, <laughs> that I'm shocked is still happening. There are these moments where it's like, 
oh yeah like we forget that some of these ventures are still it's like when you know kendall kylie collection pops up and you're like oh yeah you guys still have that business going <laughs> yeah. okay by the way as a nod to the full circle of it all the game um uh-huh. was it was like kim kardashian hollywood yes, anyway that's exactly what it is um that was like the start of you me and trish's like real doubling down and the start of the podcast was because we all lost our fucking minds and spent so much money money. and it became i was very poor at the time too oh my god me too and i like i spent kim is my bernie madoff (laughs) (laughs) and it was like only i felt like our text chain it's what predated the podcast because it was the only safe space where we could comfortably (laughs) and safely admit that we were all spending like hundreds of dollars like i was like I would just drink wine and like buy coins and stars and outfits on Kim's game and wake up and be like, what is what going on I in do? my life? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, Hey, she's just like any other corporation in that she's lame. <laughs> right. Like that's lame. Yes. It's lame to be like, so anyways, express yourself with my so game. Here's, that's the note, though, is she could have just said happy pride and sh- shown the image. And I think people wouldn't have loved it. But the idea of there's so many ways to express yourself, like how? So you're saying you can show your sexuality through Kim Kardashian Hollywood app <laughs> like what exactly are you saying Kim yeah because I would say something more like your makeup or clothing uh like it just was the, a strange business to push for pride you yeah. know yeah but hey maybe I haven't been on the game and there's like maybe there's like the Abby is on there and <laughs> you can go through WeHo and like it's so funny too because you're like I I well I sort of believe that she just is thinking of how to annoy people a little bit and then yeah, does that. I think you might be right. Uh, She's just like, people are very- gonna write articles. If I just write happy pride, no one's going to say, I- honestly, she could do anything and people would she be upset. Anything. No, especially right now. She's, I feel like in a very, uh, earned moment of triumph and mm. Phoenix rising from the ashes as we'll get into, yes. which brings us to our next story. Okay, this was big. I sent it to you guys with the alarm emojis because there had been some speculation that Kanye and supermodel Arena Shake, is that you say it? Shake? I don't um, know this lady. I never so saw I, her before. Okay, so I have I've known who she is because she has a baby with Bradley Cooper. Right. And so she was with Bradley during his like giant star is born you know, mega circuit and like the, and, during the weird Gaga sitting between exactly. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, so what do you think about that whole Gaga <laughs> thing? And it, so she was, she's a very low profile, but, but I had looked her up a long time ago because she was with Bradley Cooper. That was a whole thing with Gaga. And she had, and then I saw she had been with Christian on Cristiano Ronaldo. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh damn. So she dates like very famous men. But she was with Cristiano Ronaldo for a long time. Had a baby with Bradley Cooper. Um, you know, and then and was long rumored. I think we talked about not loving this term, but potentially being like a beard for Bradley Cooper, who has long been dogged by gay oh, rumors. I've never heard that. Yes, I've I heard, heard well that the rumor about Cristiano Ronaldo. 
So that was why. So for both of them, that's yeah. why I think she's had this rumor sort of, which we don't endorse. I don't love these rumors. Um, As but if anything is that like, like, oh, he's secret. It's like uh, he yeah. could probably be sleeping with whoever he wants. I and that's what you're saying. But like, I, yeah, I think it's it's a lot more. It's a, it's it's not as black and white as, as it is for us plebeians. Um, Everyone's it's like, not 1960s. Like, gay. You're like, right. That's, that's, not, the thing that's is, not how we're that's not. Uh, there's so much in between that <laughs> these well, days. Well, even with the like Kanye, Jeffrey, what's his name, Star stuff. It's like, yeah, there's there's all this like um, pearl clutching, like it is the '60s. Well, okay, sorry about that. That's all right. We had a mic Blew problem. Your ears out. We had a real tech issue. I literally threw my headset across. I know. I'm I was so uh, un- involuntarily though. That was so <laughs> weird. It's good. You're protecting your eardrums. Got to protect it. <laughs> um, so we we're talking about so Arena. There's this. Yes. So she all these, is like homophobic. To, like, yes, she's been linked to. So uh, there is an interesting correlation that it's Kanye because he has been dogged by these same like pearl clutchy old school beard rumors. But it, anyways, they there had been rumors that they might have been seeing each other. And then this week, photos surfaced of them. Uh, like on the tarmac um, in France on his birthday, on his 44th birthday, they got on a private jet and left Paris for New York. Um, So it was like confirmation as people saw it of like them being a couple. Um, But there is like a longer history, which I thought was interesting. Like he has rapped about, her before like he's included her in lyrics and I think she was in an old music video of his and then the one that people I think were that people are now tracing back is that um, they're saying it could have been as early as March because they were both at the you know when DMX died there was like a celebration of life concert um, that I think Kanye helped fund and they were both there and then there was paparazzi photos of her wearing this DMX shirt that was a Yeezy item that he had made that you could only get. It was a custom shirt designed by Balenciaga commissioned by Yeezy to raise money for DMX's family, which is very nice. And so there were paparazzi photos of her out and about wearing them, which basically you could only have gotten from Kanye. So a lot of detective work. Oh, she's in the power video. Yes. 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 So that's it. So, so it, it seems pretty likely that they're dating um which i guess ultimately is fine <laughs> you know i it, was like i had texted you or i said to you and trish i was like more than anything i was like because she is so beautiful and i was it really hit me that he uh dates just the most like breathtaking women on planet earth yeah She's one of those women who, like, I understand is beautiful, but is not there. She doesn't, um, you know what? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I've been so conditioned to, to the Kardashian styles. And even this goes beyond the Kardashians. Uh, even when I shop, I shop exclusively plus size so our models are always bigger even though Mm. the plus size models are probably more like you know uh a size 10 12 whatever like they're so when i see very thin women i don't that's no longer my standard of beauty 
So it doesn't do the same thing for me that when everyone's, she's so beautiful. I'm like, she just, yeah, she looks, this, she's a model. So she has the modely thin body. And so it doesn't register. It just doesn't register the same way to me anymore. Yeah. I think it's less like her body for me. I, yeah, I think she's, but just her has face is very face. thin. Like it's like angular. It's like very tight angular. And for, yeah, I'm just like, it's like a weird thing where I think I've, I think I've trained my brain to be like, no rounder rounder. That's good. <laughs> It probably means my brain. I know broke. she's beautiful, though. I just, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying if I were Kim, I would be like, I mean, I guess whatever you like. It wouldn't hurt my feelings, though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she's probably I, I, I'm i sure I can't imagine her being. I mean, it's always, I'm sure, very strange to watch like your life partner and the father of your children oh, like yeah. move on to anybody. Um, but. I certainly at least the narrative the show is creating is that she has put a lot of thought and and is steering the ship, you know, yeah. was not blindsided by his, you know, that this is about like a lot of big life choices and her being very done with that chapter of her life. Yeah. I Yeah. And I think it's just like, look, she I've she knows she can also have any man she wants. So oh, yeah. I don't think it's like. I, yeah, I think she's like, we're done. We've been done. And she even talks about in the show multiple times, she wants someone else too. Yeah. She's not talking about like, she doesn't want to deal with him. She's saying, I specifically would like another partner. Oh, absolutely. So I think she's probably, I mean, if she's, I'm, I'm sure she's already getting out there a little bit. Yes. And I think she's openly trying to telegraph too, and we'll get into it, but like the rejection of that lifestyle, like she's basically she's like, I don't think she wants to fly on private jets with Kanye ever again. Yes. You know, also I will say this though. I mean, I was a bit like, wow, his birthday to spend with somebody, but also, um, they are, I guess this is a little chuggy perhaps, but that Paris is a very big place for them. Mm -hmm. um his in the like canon of their relationship yeah. uh it, i was a bit i mean again paris is also the most romantic city in the world blah 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 you know who it's not like a, so unique and so rare of a place but i was a bit like ooh, that feels pointed to go spend your birthday yeah. um well just wait till she fucks drake <laughs> I'm so excited to see who she dates. I like couldn't stop talking about to someone last night that I was like, <clears throat> I love that JLo and Ben Affleck are back together. But the part I love most is I know it bothers A-Rod. And maybe that makes yes. me a bad person. But that's oh, the part I enjoy most is that that man did her wrong. And she's like, baby, I'm about to ruin your year. Well, and also I think that he was really I think there was a, a lot of like star fucker hunger from him towards yes. her and you could feel it and that he was really he's obviously an enormous megastar, but was really attaching to her rocket Celebrity, ship. Which yeah. will, and so I think there is this like Ben Affleck is Ben Affleck and like is kind of Teflon and has survived a million uh, scandals and uh, I watched that movie on the plane um, the way back. I want to see that. Is, I watched it because A, Affleck is in the zeitgeist. B, um, it's written by the same guy who wrote um, and created Mayor of Easttown. Mm. So I was very curious and I'd heard that he was very good in it and it is really incredible. It's a, it's a bit by the numbers. Um, this like, you know, down and out alcoholic 
a guy going through a divorce gets asked to coach a high school basketball team. And, you know, it's an underdog story, but it's very interesting because and when I was reading the reviews of it, he is a known alcoholic who struggled yes. very publicly and had multiple relapses and gambling and addiction as well. Major, major um, addiction issues. And so I think that that was a lot of the curiosity of like, the role and that it is like it, he's incredible in it. And it's like, anyways, I was just like, Ben Affleck is like on his own, just such a standalone, whether you like him or hate him, he's just like a big Ugh. old star with a big old orbit. I've, and I just love him. Oh my God, I love the story so I've much. I've always really liked Ben Affleck. I remember Me too. Being That's a what I mean by teenage. he's Teflon. Like he's just like you root for him. Yeah, he's the best. You remember what? Oh, I well, uh, when I was a teenager, I read an article where he said about like his love life and dating. He said, um, I would never be part of a club that would have me as a member. And that was mm. his like why he thought he couldn't find love, mm. that he couldn't love someone who loved him. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to take this on and be this is going to be my thing now. <laughs> <laughs> so he ruined he ruined uh, 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 two decades of my life. But I still think he's a hunk. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I mean is it's like. You know, he seems like he caused Jennifer Garner like so much grief <sighs> and like uh, the, there's she's, anyways, but there yes. is he's just a classic like you root for him, even though he is like a full alpha rich celebrity white male. You're like, I hope he gets what he wants in life. Oh, I hope he gets to keep JLo this time. It's I don't like, think why? a lot of people feel like us, but I, I do. Root. <laughs> That's what I mean. I recognize it as like an unwellness. Where yeah. like, this is a guy who has a million chances, but um. Anyways, I recommend the movie. Uh, he's great. I need to watch it. And I'm wanting to watch. Um, it's great. Okay. You said oh, the longer history that that other link is about. Oh, I already yeah. said it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. It. So what do we got? We got Amelia's <laughs> 20th birthday. Honey, your days are numbered. <laughs> oh, get ready, girl. You're about you to might be... want to look into retirement homes. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're about to be traded in. <laughs> You're going to go meet all of Leo's exes pretty soon. <laughs> Enjoy these glory days once you crest and you don't have a teen hanging on the end there. I'm so sorry you had a birthday, baby. (laughs) That's too, that's rough for her. Yeah, she officially turned 20 on sat on sunday um and so she had a birthday in miami but this article the way it says amelia is saying goodbye to her teenage years that's rough Ugh. that's rough that's really rough <laughs> just a very pointed reminder that it's a child with a grown man people you so nasty <laughs> people going for it they so she they were out at like some restaurant and then the video is rough. Okay, I hated this video because basically they're like sitting in a booth and first Scott gives her this like diamond bling cross necklace. She starts crying and kisses him and it's like a big cross. But then he is wearing like more diamonds than like I have ever seen, even on like the richest rappers. Like I have never seen so much bling. He has like six inches of bracelets and watches, a ton of chains. And he gives her like one little puny one. We also know that he gives them away at his birthday parties. And she's like, oh, then then the video of this. It's one of these like big, giant, multi-tiered, ugly cakes. And on the cake they have like 
photos that have been like put on the cake. I can't explain it. You know that they like put a photo on a cake. And so there's like photos. And one of the photos is that shot that we hated of her butt Mm. that he had taken of her like reaching up in that closet or bookshelf or whatever. And so one of the photos on her birthday cake is her like bare ass. And in the video, Scott like fondles that part of the cake and she like slaps his hand away and it's nasty and I don't like it. Uh, and I just need this to end. <laughs> I'll just I say don't it. like it. I hate the whole thing. Like a weird blingy cross, an ugly cake. He's perving out on like a photo of her ass. She's not, she's a teenager. <sighs> Scott, I hate it all. You have the opportunity to become a Ben Affleck, become a Ben Affleck. I will say this. Did you watch last week on um, Watch What Happens Live? Casey uh, from Bitch Sesh was on as one of the guests. And it was there's a couple great revelations. And one of them was like, at some point she said something about how she wasn't loving. Oh, she said she thought Lisa Rinna should be put out to pasture on the show. That she wasn't giving the goods anymore. Mm-hmm. She was really walled off. And she was like, you know, like she needs to be coming clean about how she really feels about like her daughter with Scott. Like, that's what we want to hear. And, and she's not giving it. Andy and was Andy like, goes, she's gonna. Yes. Well, I saw yes. a clip of Amelia's FaceTimes her mother and mm. is like, he called and her mom's like, oh, she's like, and she mouths Scott Disick like on a FaceTime. So that's coming mm. up at some point, too. I'm very that hooked me back in. She also said that. He also said that Erica was going to open up a, a yes. bunch about the real deal. So I thought those were very good teasers. And on Watch and- What Happens Live, Lisa Rinna was like, well, I finally met him. And he's like, what do you think? She's like, he's handsome. <laughs> That's what I need. I need an angry mom to weigh in because we can't care. We can't care more than her. Look, Ugh. as long as she can figure out a way to monetize their relationship, she's going to be on board with it. You're right. Yeah. She's in the business of, of these girls. She's selling oh. her family left and right. In the spirit of Chris Jenner, who, which brings us to our next item. Um, so to promote the the finale, Chris did a, a little appearance on her dear friend, uh, Ryan Seacrest's on air with Ryan Seacrest this past week. Um, you know, co-creator of the show. He put up a very sweet post about it ending. Um, And the the part that made me laugh, we had talked last week about the, as I coined them, tubes of blood. (laughs) (laughs) The mystery vials (laughs) that Travis had posted a mystery vial of blood. And then Courtney regrammed it with a black heart. And we were (laughs) guessing about what it could possibly mean. And so um, Ryan asked her to explain after they had been talking about uh, Courtney and Travis and Chris was like, oh, it's the best. Isn't it great? Then she was asked to explain the photos. And she she quote said, here's the thing. I don't know what that means. I've got to have a little chat with Miss Courtney and find out what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you guys? Giving each other your blood. (laughs) (laughs) It just made me laugh. It's not because she doesn't give you any new information, but I love the idea of I'll have to have a chat with Miss Courtney and find out what's going on. If any one of the daughters like doesn't tell Chris something, it's Courtney. Like of of all of them, I believe that there is the most distance between Courtney and Chris. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, you know, kind of started 
I we know she's not the reason the show ended, but she was the certainly the fourth wall unraveling of the show. Yes. Was she, Courtney. She was the one sinking the ship. Yeah. And the resentment and the sort of like and kind of bigger than that, the like bucking the philosophy of the family and yeah. calling them like basically bad people, like the construct of their worlds, like that stuff. Yeah. Has only come from Courtney. It is really interesting when she like uh, accuses Kim of being the worst person when you're like, Kim's doing what Chris wanted them to do. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's she is she is mm-hmm. not in in line, even though she is and she has long accepted the paychecks, but she would like to believe she is different. Um, What do we have left? Oh, this was um just a little update. I don't know if we covered this, but I did think it was interesting. Um, A couple years ago, a young um, black designer sued Chloe and Good American for $10 million um, for ripping off those. The, she, Good American had released these bedazzled jumpsuits, mm-hmm. kind of bodysuits. I recall They're very cool. Yes. They're very cool. I wonder, I, I love the idea. I don't know where you wear them, but um, she, the this designer, D Blue Dazzled, um, sued for $10 million saying that from November 2016 through May 2017, Kardashian, through her assistance, repeatedly contacted Miss Lewis and others at Deep Blue Dazzle to order at least 16 made-to-measure garments under the false pretense that these garments were for Kardashian's personal use. At no time did they disclose to Ms. Lewis or anybody that they were planning to create their own clothing line with similar designs. Good American decided it would be easier to knock off the proven designs of an independent designer. Um, And she's not like a nobody. Like she's worked with, the designer had worked with like tons of celebrities uh, before this, including Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Mariah Carey. And so they settled. All we know is that they, the, the case is closed. It doesn't mean that she got $10 million. It's that they settled. Yes. So we don't know what they settled for, but the case is closed. Um, it's interesting. I know. I wish I knew more details on it. I, I guess I'm like seeing it as interesting because they there's been bedazzled bodysuits for a long time. I mean, this is like always- Britney Spears is the one I can think of in my lifetime where I was like, wow, when she's like yeah. in that bedazzled uh, thing, like writhing around. And then you're like, that's why I feel like I feel like because of that, it it the case was really about because I had the same thought. I feel like the case was really about that there had been so much interaction. Yes. So she had apparently when she she put up a bunch of posts about it and had posted screenshots of DMs from yeah. Chloe about like, I love it. Oh my God, send me. Um, oh, but wait. Oh no, yes. So the, I think that that was it. I had it wrong. But anyways, um, I do think that it was about like the prolonged interaction between like stylists and Chloe herself and like using that because also we know that there it, it's very hard to copyright um, the IP of clothing. And yeah. that's why you're, you know, for the concept of Forever 21 and H&M and all of fast fashion oh, can't exist absolutely. because you can't copyright designs, basically. Yeah. So I'm sure but it was. You're absolutely sure you right. You can't really prove it. If you're asking someone for their designs and then doing something very similar, that's shitty. 
I think that that's like probably the only reason the case would have legs. Yeah. Like I think if you come out of the blue and you're just like, I, this is close to a thing I make, you stand zero chance. Cause that's yeah. what like every designer does to urban outfitters every week. Yeah. Um, and you kind of just can only use the court of public opinion basically. But I think, yeah, in this case to just be able to be like, you literally asked me to send you these to your company. Um, so Chloe, hopefully oh, lesson learned. You this, they have a, flow. they have a long history between Kendall and Kylie and like, yeah, there's a long history I'm of just like ripping. stealing images, <laughs> yeah, ripping yeah. off. I mean, to say nothing of just like the larger appropriation in the room. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like, but that's, you don't need money. Give them money. Give, give them money. Give them money. Um, that's it. That's the news. I guess we got to recap this dang okay, so episode. Be- before we do our very last recap, um, can we take a break? Yes. <laughs> We're back. This is crazy. This is a real moment before we start. I mean, it's... We've always known it's been coming. And now that it's here, it sort of feels like... I don't know. It, like, for me, it, like, went out with a whimper. I... I agree. And I will get into why, but I kind of finally realized some of outside of what we already said of like, well, it's continuing in some form. So they're not going away forever, but there was also pieces of the way that this was done that I realized like just didn't have it. It just just felt like it just felt like there, but not there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff's being withheld from us. So we, open up we're back on the scort interrogation by right kim and um uh i just want to say that i i love chloe's silk tiger pajamas oh i love those jammers those they're really, really cute cool. really um, cool and i gotta uh, give props to chloe i mean courtney for setting some boundaries because yeah. kim is like coming at her and she's like i'm just talking yeah, it's just me talking to you, and so because well, you feel Kim kind of projecting in this moment, you know, because yes. she's like the level of intensity, even with your sister, it's like, well, I mean, because she's basically like, how can you live like this? And it's like, are you talking to Courtney? Or are you talking to yourself right yeah. now? Yeah, that's how I feel in that moment. Like she's like, how are you going to keep living like this? And it's like a kind of disassociative moment. And so Courtney does a good job of being like, hey. <laughs> yeah and chloe's like yeah always just the three talking to us and so That's kim's dynamic. like okay uh they make sure to tell us that the walls are paper thin mm-hmm. <laughs> nice setup nice setup for later yeah and I, essentially courtney's like i just want to know if he can be consistent and yeah. kim's like well would you ever just say to him hey it's never going to happen and she says, but I don't know that it's never going to happen. No. So she's saying, and then Chloe translates, like she's saying it's never going to happen until you yeah. show me for one year that you can get your shit together. And to me, that just sounds like, are you going to stop stringing him along? And she's like, no, I'm not going to stop stringing him along. And they're like, oh, yeah. okay, at least we all know now. Yeah, but I do think that that is also a boundary she's saying like however i'm not it's i don't i don't think i have to do that i don't owe him that closure i don't know that and you know i'm sure things feel different now in this moment than when they filmed but at the time like i think that that is 
honest, even if that's painful. And the point is also about like his, what he chooses to engage with or hold on to, or, you know, Uh, so I texted you this because I finally was like, what is the thing that he has not done? Like, and I thought, because I do feel like they're dancing around it and they won't say it. And I kind of hit a wall of being like, I don't know that I know. We know that the, obviously sobri- there's probably a couple, right? And yeah. We know that like sobriety is obviously one being really present in the kids' lives. But then I was like, and I thought your answer was the likely answer, which is that she wants him to have a career that is not tethered to her family. She wants yeah. him to be successful and to be able to support her in the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to. Right. Without it being on the backs of her family. And yeah. that is a big ass because she just bought a $12 million Palm Springs house. Well, because now she's with somebody who has infinite 90s music money. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about Blink-182 90s money... Yeah, uh, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of cash. So I she, never know I, how money goes in the music industry. But because I think now it's a shit show and it's impossible. But it like, used to be so much worse, though, because they didn't they didn't get the they didn't make money from their music, though. And back in the day. Well, but it's at least was when people bought $20 CDs, you know, yeah. and like so at least the like bulk product was at such a higher rate than like streaming plus touring plus like in general. Yeah. Uh, my philosophy is that like ve- that tier of like very successful 90s musicians like a Blink-182 or Alanis Morissette that they have like infinite wealth from from their careers. I guess I always just think like, why are they still touring then? Like Blink-182 stopped touring when Tom DeLonge uh, decided to become a a space person. Well, I think nowadays you can't make money at all off of the music. So touring in general, like whether you're a new artist or an old or legacy artist, like touring is like the only way to make money. Yeah. At all. So I assume that, and like branding partnerships, you know. Yeah. Um, But he's definitely doing well it seems he's he's not let's say doing a sweatshirt line yes under the umbrella of chris jenner let's just say that yes just say that um so kim says that you know she can better understand what's going on with courtney because of her situation and she says i can sympathize now i was like just (laughs) now you can sympathize you You took four kids and the verge of of divorce to finally be able to open up that part of just your like having a little sympathy also, for her. It's also not, I thought it was interesting because there is a big difference between sympathy and empathy. That's what know? I'm saying. The word yeah. sympathize is what really got me. I was which like, you should have been able like, to at least sympathize this whole sympathize, time. <laughs> which is the easier and more distanced of the two and requires way you less on your part. only have to feel bad for her. You don't have to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I've never felt bad for her once before, but now I no. kind of do because my life now. is hard. <laughs> now, now it's a new Kim and we'll find out even more why later on. I do like that. She was honest though. She's like, I don't empathize because I don't feel your pain. No, I I mean, I think that, I think we, that is the line that is drawn between those two forever. Like, I do not think that Kim, I think there is like a frostiness that will 
take a long time to subside from yeah. the last couple of years. And that in, it makes it so she can't empathize yeah. with her at all. She don't give a shit. Um, but, so then C- Chloe's like, look, what do you need from us? You know, like, what do you need from us? And do and this is a really healthy conversation in the history of Kardashians because they're actually saying, we hear you. Yes. We understand the boundaries you're setting. What can we do to better support you as our sisters? And we keep having technical issues because this of, is a real mercury retrograde. I tried to explain it to our therapist. I don't know if she believed me. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, but they, they really like are trying to show up for her more than I think we've historically seen the sisters and Chris ever yes. show up for each other. Yes. And to to say, like, look, if like if he comes to you, just tell him you know, there are things that Courtney asked and, you know, stop enabling him. And they're like, okay, we can do that. Um, and then the next scene, Chris's favorite child arrives. And <laughs> now one of our listeners slash friend of the show, uh, Sarah, uh, my friend, Michael's sister. Hi, Sarah. She was DMing me to be like, what's happening with Kylie's face. I also texted you. I was like, I was like, what? is Kylie's deal in this episode. And Sarah hypothesized that maybe she had just gotten work done and she's covering Mm. up bruising and that's why the makeup looks so strange. Yeah, her whole like palette just looked off. Like the blonde didn't work and her makeup didn't work and like just, yeah, like she didn't really look like herself and, and none of it was working. She's yeah. obviously a beautiful woman, but it was just like something off feeling. Yeah, something was also. Up. I mean, I just saw like a still of the upcoming reunion and she's starting to get a bit of a witch's face. I like think it's we're pointing, watching something like she's made too much of a, a chin now. Yeah. Uh, and like her nose has gotten thinner and it's like, yeah, she's starting to look like a witch who's uh, glamored you into thinking she's beautiful. It is like it is. I mean, it's very crazy. The idea of altering your face, even that though age. like, yeah, like we know that nose jobs and stuff have been like tale as old as time for teenage girls. But beyond that, the world of like fillers and lips and like, I, the, I, you, especially like if you and I go back and look at pictures of ourselves at 18, 19 and like how much has shifted like a lot. It's it's pretty crazy to imagine like putting stuff into your face at that age. Yeah. And I have no judgment on putting stuff in your face, but I think the idea of being like still you have a lot of growth left in your yeah. face. I still. mean, I guess it's just like if you don't want to have the same face that you ever had, then like fine. Uh, That's like as the person watching, you're like, "Ah, it's just so different. It's just different. different. And I also forget that same as like, I also forget. And we've talked about this before. There is that argument that certainly in the like housewives world that having that kind of like what to us reads is like, ooh, face where too much has been done or it's too frozen. That is a status symbol now, much like a Birkin bag, you know, in the Hunger Games. Yes. In the book, The Hunger Games, they like do yeah. body modification because they can afford to. Exactly. And yeah. that there's this argument that like, no, it's not dysmorphia, that there is an awareness that you are, you know, that Dorit is copying Kim's face. Yes. Because she's just happily showing whether she denies it or not publicly. She's letting everyone know that she can afford it just like a bag or, yes. you know, Fendi shoes or whatever it is, which I think is fascinating yeah and i would take an entire college course on it's 
That's why it's very brave to get free plastic surgery and post about it on, on <laughs> like Instagram. Sonia? Yeah, yeah, a queen. But uh, yes, Kylie's here. We get a very cute moment. Everyone is very excited. It is a it is a miracle. Kylie has joined the show, yes. joined filming. We've got a very cute moment of like first Kim runs out and jumps on Kylie. Then uh, Courtney is chasing Chloe around, who's holding Stormy, and uh, Courtney's screaming, "My Stormy, <laughs> I'm gonna get you!" And it is a very cute family moment. Um, then they have another game. And you know how no, I feel about games. We're not going to do it. Like I actually, I thought of you and I. If you find it. it interesting, by all means. But I don't like games in my real life and I don't like watching them. They're substanceless. Um, no, unless someone part- falls down and then something. The only thing funny was that like uh, that uh, Chris kept helping Kylie's team because she just clearly likes Kylie so much better. She likes Kylie so much better. And um, and Chloe screaming to Kendall, get a new one. I was like, she's psychotic. <laughs> I love it. It's very funny. No, it gives me such PTSD of playing uh, like celebrity at people's houses in like a panic. Like people, it reminds me of like early UCB when I would like, you know, where I would just be like, I don't know these people and everybody's funny. And what is this game? Why is this fun? And for me, um, it reminds me of me being like, I don't want to play you guys go. And I would just sit in, in the corner, like watching them being like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't know why I hate them so much. I just don't like them. Um, very cute though. You see Penelope is filming, yes! keeping up with the kids. Penelope's PR person is working overtime to I clean up like, her image. I was like, is this a, is this a breadcrumb? <sighs> is this something coming? Penelope just uh, seems so smart and like a little yeah. Chris Jenner. She's a little yes. Chris Jenner. She's very present. She's very like purposely funny. Um, yes, we have North and Penelope come in with like the they they're holding the like crew style, yes. you know, cameras. And then we've got Chloe with her little her little uh, camcorder and she is recording Kylie for her time capsule. Oh, Kylie's a, a like thing. dumb rhinestones on her eyelid. It's also like the most boring answers. It's like, what makes you happy is stormy and my family. And like, we get nothing. It's very, boring. yeah, it's a boring time capsule guys is the headline. Yes. <laughs> then the next thing Kylie is giving Kendall her secret Santa gift. As you know, she stood her up for secret Santa. <laughs> so Kendall gives her gift first and it's a vintage VHS camera so that Kylie can continue to document their lives. Mm-hmm. And Kylie's like, Oh my God. So cute. God, vintage camera made me kind of have a like wow moment even though of course a vhs is like a vintage camera but for some reason i just like my brain had not slotted those to as a thing and i was like vintage vhs oh yeah what but that would be yeah that would be like us in an eight track you know like when we were kids so it's like such a it's a totally different time for them and we know by the way that like kanye has not only did their family and and the Kardashians document with their camcorder all the time on VHS, but that Kanye and this documentary that's coming out, that documentarian he's had following him around has been, I believe, like VHS. Like there's oh. a big there's a big VHS thing in that family. I think that's why even the credits and stuff have that sort of like look to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that they they all prize the VHS of it all. But yes, so she gets a camera and then <laughs> 
More Hermes ceramics coming into play on another episode. Uh, I thought it was very funny. Um, I don't know what the tie-in is with like Hermes dishware and the show. Specifically ashtrays. Yes. So she gives Kendall Irma's ashtrays uh, and Kendall's basically like, she definitely didn't get the $20 or less memo. <laughs> Kylie cuts her off and is like, I actually didn't know. So yeah, yeah I no didn't know the rules. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, is Kendall a big weed smoker? Maybe she is. She might be, I guess. I think she said that she's a stoner. Yeah. I think that was a thing where she was like, yeah, I'm more of a stoner in the family. Nobody was like, oh, my God. It was like, I don't think it's a big she's deal. She's in anymore. L.A. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the very funny part was at the end when Kendall's asking her about her long nails. Because I feel this way about you yeah. when because uh, you have long nails. I'm like, what do you do? And she's like, Kylie's like, there's nothing I can't do with them. And then Kendall makes her fist into a ball. She goes, <laughs> you can't do that. Kylie goes, I sure can't. I sure can't do that. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, this is very funny. I sure can't do that. I sure can. You got me, bitch. You really got me. And also, she's right. You can't even mine are nothing compared to the length that these women do. But yeah, uh, that's a lie. There are so many things. There's so many times a day that I have to go ask for help for things. I can't put on necklaces. <sighs> I can't, I struggle. I even handwriting is hard. You have to like, it's, it's not when people are like, it's nothing. I'm like, "Mm, well, I don't know. I've had them for a lot of years. I think they're pretty hard. Um, Hard. Um, Even if they're fun, you learn how to do a lot of things, but you can't do everything. I can't do I got some, I had like barely long nails and I scratched my steering wheel of my new car and I was like, (gasps) (sighs) I don't want to scuff. Uh, Gotta get that first scuff in. At least Ugh. it was from you. Yes, not that's true. A guest in the car. And then we have uh, Chloe herself being interviewed for the time capsule. And again, Chloe, you know, we got the, the older sisters are always better at giving us giving us some honest stuff. And um, Chloe has definitely we've talked about before, really carried the lion's share. But she's being and- so funny about it because she's like, I would really like another child. But if I don't have one, I that's all I need. Yeah. I don't know if I want to get married, but I definitely would get married. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Which is it? She wants so badly to be Zen. And, you know, like we know Chloe so well and she wants to be married and she wants to have a bunch of kids yeah. with Tristan. And she is doing so much labored work uh and clearly it's working for her you know but um yeah she's definitely wanting to give off this like measured very like uh zen whatever it is it shall be yes like also to be like oh yeah i don't want to offend true (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) um so then she facetimes tristan and she's like are you naked and he's like i'm in a town i was like oh they are I mean, for them to be like, I don't know what I... It's like, you are such a couple couple. Yes. This dance of this season of trying to convince us that they are something other than a couple has been very funny. Yes. it is like, okay, we get it. And she keeps being like, you know, I just still need time to figure it out. I was like, how long? Why isn't Kim screaming at her? How well, long? so funny. It's like, and this whole scene was very funny to me because clearly Chloe was always planning to move to Boston. Yes. And they like did all this work of like this storyline about like, oh, the house and the deeds and stuff that I'm sure is also true. But clearly they're like 
working overtime to make it look like she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll move to Boston. And then in a two minute phone conversation, she's like, we're going to Boston, which is great. And I'm glad she's going. But it's like they this thing where I think they certainly as they planned the season felt like they needed to have this like stack of evidence all the time for like why she was moving the relationship forward when it's like because you want to be in the relationship. Yeah. That's like what you this want. isn't the part that's embarrassing, Chloe. Yeah. Everything else she does. Yeah. And bringing in like long convoluted storylines about like deeds and properties and your rental won't let you stay there. And like it reminds you of every woman in, or not woman necessarily person in your life who does that to you. Who's like, yeah. And I mean, I wasn't going to call him. Um, it was weird. But then I remembered I had something I needed to check in on. And you're <laughs> like, it, OK, you can call a person you clearly like yeah we're like you've it just rem, it's so reminiscent of the like the stories we tell yes. kind of a thing you know but yeah he's he's you know i think rounding the corner and is very much just like hey come to boston your life is in boston it makes the most sense for you to spend this season in boston uh it's not my first rodeo i put in that work during quarantine yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's like hey bitch this is where we move the fuck forward yes time to go um next scene Courtney and Scott, he Ooh. could hear them talking through the walls. Oh, it was true. Because they were paper thin. And then she's like, well, if you could hear us, then you know what we said. And he's like, Courtney, I'm trying to set up the fucking scene. Courtney, you know <laughs> the scene. You know the scene. Now we've already we've already dinged the Airb- the VRBO now. Yes. <laughs> who's underwritten this entire episode <laughs> by saying that the walls are paper thin. So can we please move the story forward? Please. <laughs> Um, but they get to it pretty quickly yeah. and he immediately he agrees with her and is like oh yeah the whole, he's, you know she's like yeah we were talking about how they side with you and he and she's like you know the things I've asked if you haven't been done and he kind of first comes back with this like strange thing of like well I get it too I get yes. the pressure of it too and at first it kind of feels like he's gonna like be resistant and blame that like it's I'm not the one starting it it's like right you are though and then he finally says this in his confessional the first time we've really heard him say it because remember when it came up at the dinner out on the patio he like almost got angry and was like what else do you want what I would love to know what it is and then here we have him go Courtney needs certain things for me that I haven't still been able to provide her I'm realizing that we maybe won't be together and have to move on completely. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. the line. And, and he said, like, what we had was amazing, and we're so lucky that we had it. So I I don't want to always be looking back for that. So this is where we are now. It's good. We're moving forward, which is like, yay, Scott. Crazy. And yeah, it's a real, like, life moves on moment, which obviously, given what we know about their lives and relationships very soon around the bend, is like a nice I think that's helpful whether they are amicable. We will, we don't know, but like, as we know that they both began these other relationships, it's yeah. nice to at least believe that they understood that they weren't going to get together. Yeah. Um, and we have it, what felt like a kind of like actually less scripted scene. Yes. I felt like this was pretty candid where we have all the sisters getting in. First of all, I did think it was funny of like, Scott's like, yes, you know, they're like, we'll never be together. And she's like, life moves on. The very next scene is Courtney hot as fuck in like a neon green bikini 
right in front of Scott, who's like all bundled in a parka, just like dipping her hot bod into the hot tub right in front of him. Not in a tantalizing, like she shouldn't wait, but I was like, this poor guy's got to move the fuck on. And then she says, guess what? I lost two pounds. (laughs) What a devil. What a little devil. She's a devil. And then we have Kim getting in. She has a very sexy bikini with peaches on the tits. She's looking hot. And it's just this sort of candid conversation where Kendall is talking about how the family needs to have a family. She was wants them to get a family house in Aspen. Yes. Like we have a ski house. Where she's like, we need a ski house. Oh, no, we don't have a ski house. We have, uh, you know, we have a desert house. We have a ranch. It's very funny because Kim says, where do we have a ranch? Well, I that's what I I couldn't clock who said it. Kim Kim says, where do we have a ranch? And Mm. Courtney's like, uh no that's always going to be our ranch for life and chloe's like well how do you know what if that ship sails will we be allowed to go there and courtney's like yes of course why does courtney think she knows all the answers to this especially after we just spent an episode two episodes a season of her being like get out of my relationship now your sister's in the middle of what's beginning to be a like a tumultuous the divorce and you're being like Kanye's gonna let us don't worry Kanye calls me family for life and it's like you don't fucking know that like this is about and what can sometimes start off looking like I mean when we're talking about actual billionaires Mm -hmm. or children I mean like the stuff that could potentially come out of the woodwork the the assumption that it is amicable when we're talking about Kanye's mental stability like there are so many factors look at how like Two of the biggest bores in history, Bill and Melinda Gates, are having the most salacious divorce in history now, like full of just like nasty secrets. And yeah. Alligate. Like, it's just. Yeah. Anyways, I was like, Courtney, maybe fucking shut up. <laughs> oh, gosh. So funny, though. And Kim's just sort of like sitting there like being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Not going to weigh in. Uh, honestly, I was at a party this weekend and I told multiple people they should get pre or post nups. <laughs> I was really out of my lane there, <laughs> really out of pocket. Um, uh, and I said, look, if you love them so much now, you should love them enough to ensure that you won't try to destroy them later. It is pretty wild. I did hear a story this weekend about a newly divorced couple who are, yeah, just sort of like more in, you know, certainly not multimillionaire superstars, but are just like working TV people and the like, alimony of it all the like it was it was to actually understand like the financial pieces of it I was like that's gnarly it's so funny because so many people that we know are don't have them and they're I think they really believe it is like well it's a commentary on our love if we do get that I'm like I don't know guys I feel like it's just to make sure that you don't destroy each other later if there is a you know I do feel that the taboo ha- is like lifting slightly like i i certainly if a friend of mine got one would feel like supportive you know and it, i feel like in 10 years ago it would be like also i think it did feel like only a rich person's thing you know yes. the assumption was that you were a millionaire if you were getting prenups but i do think now there's an understanding that it's like no there's a lot of most people live in a non-millionaire non-wildly successful world but it doesn't mean you don't have assets and income and like yeah. things that you need to protect you know yeah 
But yeah, we don't know what'll happen with that Wyoming ranch. Come on. Who knows? Yeah, Kim's like, you think we're keeping that? No. Oh, I fucking I don't- hate that. I think she hates that ranch because it's now like a symbol of the worst period of, yes. of her life and of her the end of her marriage. Clearly, the Wyoming move was the move that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And that like, that's how they spent the quarantine separate. That's where she said she realized that they got along better. Like when they weren't around each other. Yeah. So we also then have Chloe continuing her um, time capsule with another little brief interview uh, with Kim. (laughs) It's very funny though. She says, oh yeah. Well, I didn't write this down. This facelift thing is very funny. She's like, God, I'll be 55 when we open this. I'll probably have a facelift by then. I was like, you'll have many, bitch. Yes, and you'll be going to your mom's uh, who, doctor who has been is ready and waiting for the assembly <laughs> line of daughters has been prepping, knows he's got a gravy train coming his way. He'll take the face mold and just slap it right on yours. <laughs> Do a six for one deal with the daughters. Um, <laughs> and, then, and she basically is like, you, you know, she she's asked what's one of the things you're most proud of. And she says that she is really hoping that one day she can have, you know, a successful firm of her own. Um, obviously, I love to hear dreams. her talk about this. That's I great. Know. I love hearing Kim's dreams. Oh, yeah. Um, then we have marshmallows and the mm-hmm. toast to the final episode and big fireworks. Seeing the crew cry was very that sad. Was when I didn't feel emotional this whole episode and the crew crying over their little masks. It was like what really that's when I like got very teary. Really got me because last week was Brooklyn's final episode. They shot the final um, like the the wrap of the series and none of us could be there. The writers. So but all the actors and crew people all week have been posting about their final moments and like speeches that were being made. And it made me like so sad because I missed that for for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I was like. It really got me. It got me good. Yeah, and just, you know, it's not like a, I think it's very easy to to believe the magic of television and that the people you're seeing on your screen are who, you know, who, who are doing the heavy lifting at, because that's who you see every week. And it is like, it is such a city that gets it done. Yeah. And it is like, especially we've talked about it so many times, this show is such an anomaly that they kept this crew and it is just an absolutely rare thing yeah so you can feel that they are all really feeling that in this moment it's really funny i was just having a conversation with someone last night about marvel movies and how like james gunn really takes credit for a lot and they were like the people were planning things five years before you came along like scenes were starting to be mapped out and storyboarded before you even were a name mentioned on people's lips when the credits take 15 minutes it wasn't all you. No. <laughs> and I think that like a good, you know, a good creator, director, star, like, you know, this thing that's always been true of um, Adam Sandler movies, you know, that he famously has the same, all the same people work at his production company. Mm-hmm. He brings the same crew to every movie. And I remember when Betsy filmed um, Hubie Halloween, I asked her that. I was like, did it seem like that was a true? Because I've heard that forever, that he like really, and that I think even when he was in that string of really horrible Netflix movies, people were like, well, it's because he just, he runs a business. He's just keeping his like 
friends and people employed. But, um, and I remember she did tell some story about how it was like, yeah, the makeup artist or something had been there for everything, you know, yeah. like that thing where you just bring these, it's not a given that you bring people along for the ride, um, and are loyal to them in that way. And so you can feel, I think in this moment, really with this crew, like they know they're yeah. never going to find that again. You know, I, I would, I, I would, assume so many of them will follow yes. them to Hulu, right? They must. I think yeah. it would be very weird. And they also, can you imagine the like investment of what they know, how to get, how they know how to get what out of them? Yeah. And just know having these people them. in my house, like that I already know yes. you. Yeah. When they're at the level of like of scrutiny and fame that they're at, the idea of like opening up to some entire new creative process and crew. No, I assume a lot of them will go. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's this very like weird moment. And it's, it's like, yeah, sad, yeah, it's sad. And there's like, also there was a part when Chris was like, oh, us all being together besides Rob, it's just really a special <laughs> trip for us. The besides Rob really got me <laughs> if he would have come for that um, at all. And then right after all the crew members are crying, Penelope in the car is like, don't worry, production's not over. <laughs> She's still filming. Penelope, She's still let filming. me tell you, she really has won me back over. She's so funny. I realized like at the fireworks part for me, I like, I love, uh, yes, we know that the show isn't really ending, but also I, I love Lake Tahoe as location. I've been, it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous house, but there was something to me, like, especially having spent the season at that beautiful Malibu house. And the thing I talked about, about like how it felt like we were in this like long movie with them. I think there was something to me about the like aesthetic of these last episodes, like in this sort of like yeah. cold, wintry, they're bundled. It didn't feel like like a part of the world I'm used to seeing them in, you know, yeah. like I'm I felt like for this big end, I wanted to be in like their home, Chris's house and like feel these spaces that we knew so well, like in the Malibu house had come to feel very familiar. And so I felt very disconnected from this like weird cabin that was beautiful but had no meaning like they felt so plopped into it out of thin air we've never gone to tahoe with them before it yeah. just felt so random and that really like detracted for me from the like nostalgia of this moment you know yeah. like we've we've been in all these spaces with them it's like i wanted them to be like in health nut or some place that's like we've been with them and instead i was just like yeah it's a big strange cabin okay now, someone's said uh someone sent me a DM being like this is the same place the housewives were and oh. I I texted you that a couple weeks yeah. ago whenever the housewives were in Tahoe I yes. I asked is yes, this where the Kardashians it. are uh and I just couldn't quite I was like it, the living room does look but there's probably a bunch of living areas in that big yeah yeah I mean that looked like a full hotel size so building. I would imagine that they ended it because VRBO paid them a significant sum of money huge I mean I have to assume that placement was like that product placement in the last episode what second to last episode was so big. So I, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it was just a, an absolute, um, monetary choice, but it just, to me really like pulled me out of it. I just felt like, you know, I'm not, they wear very cute winter wear. It's fun to have s'mores, but I just like, that's not the Kardashians to me. They're mm. the Kardashians to me are sitting on like 
weird giant like cushy swings on their giant grassy yes. backyards with like vines and like sweatshirts and then Kim's wearing a bra and well, Chloe had like, to move out of her house and uh yeah it just Kanye's really... moving all of his things out of Kim's house I know. <laughs> like Chris won't I let us so... go to her house anymore <laughs> no I really felt like where are we I don't know this place with these people yeah, but that's the point yeah, it just felt really disconnected. Yeah. But then we have, they get back home. Chloe immediately boards another plane. Taking a private jet to Boston to jet. make sure she's got a bed for little True to sleep in. And she says, you know, now she interests in her best friends. She's more open to a future. She's still, again, really withholding. Like I noticed, first of all, in that FaceTime earlier, they don't say I love you when they hang up the phone. Also, when she got off the plane in Boston and met him, she just hugs him. She doesn't kiss him, which, again, is probably more about cameras than anything else, because clearly they're showing us because they haven't kissed on camera. No, not. In fact, when we see like the end of footage, there's a shot of them kissing and I was very I noticed it like when when it's the old footage and I was like, oh, I haven't seen them kiss in so long. Yeah. Then we get this tough scene. <laughs> Kimmy. She's Poor so Kimmy. excited to check. She's got her mentors on the phone. She's like, I'm going to see you how I did with my baby bar. She's all natural with her extension tracks showing. Did you see those? Looking, yes, I what love it. What do you call it. those little like where they like clasp in? What are those parts? Uh, that, I don't know. It's not like, tracks. Yeah, tracks? Snap, like, it's like, the, yeah, the little of. snaps. Yeah. They, that was all. She was like greasy hair. Oh, she, she's so great. She's bouncing up and down and she failed. She actually did a little bit worse this time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. And then we get a really cute Chloe sister moment where they FaceTime. <laughs> and we've seen Chloe really is like her big cheerleader on this storyline. And um, she's like wearing her Kim is my lawyer sweatshirt, like ready to cheer her on. And she's totally like support is like, hey, look, you had COVID. You had your 40th birthday. You were dealing with so much personal shit. You had your relationship going on. Like she's like, if it would have happened, it would have been a miracle. And Kim's like, well, I believe in miracles. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, I don't know what to do. That. I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know, Kimberly. <laughs> she's going to take it again in June. So I assume that must be around now. Um, or yeah. maybe she's already taken it again. I hope she passes it. Me too. We want her to be a lawyer. But hey, this is a nice thing, by the way, for like any law students watching this. Like, I think it's important to show that like it's hard, uh, even with all the resources and everything in the world that like it's going to if she passes, let's say this time, it will be her third yeah. attempt. You and know? only like a couple states. Is it only California and Connecticut make them take the baby bar because um, they're not going through law school? Because these are the only oh. two states where you can do an apprenticeship instead mm. of getting your law degree. So okay. I don't know. And California has a really hard bar anyway. Yeah. Uh, not to brag, but one of my good friends, Katrina, has passed the bar in four states and is Whoa. now becoming a space lawyer. And what is that? <laughs> well, she's like, we're exploring space. Someone's going to need to write policy. Oh, my God. That's exciting. So she like, I, I don't know if she, where she is right now, but there was a, before the pandemic, she was like moving to Europe to work with this uh, Israeli cosmonaut person. Oh my God. What an exciting person. Yeah, she's so smart. I know her from improv in high school. Oh my God. It all circles back. I love that. Such a smart well, woman. Um, Kim will get there. We believe in her. 
She'll be fine. She'll have Katrina. Yeah. Be our study buddy. Um, <laughs> so Chloe and Tristan, they're out to dinner. They're eating sushi. Tristan's explaining how there's no fans at the games, but they make cheering sounds from like they make fake sounds when they score. It's very stuff. funny. I don't watch basketball, but I have. I remember watching that like in the pandemic it, and it was like so wild. It like, must be like fake crowds existing and then, yeah. inside a video game. Yeah, it's like it, it is very I remember it being very surreal. Yeah. Um, but I'm I do I assume it psychologically helped. Um yeah. <laughs> considering like how weird and challenging that whole thing was. Yeah, because just like squeaks and bouncing balls, it is the saddest kind of like sound of like rubber squeaking against like Yeah, I think it feels kind of like gym in high school, you know? Like yeah. just like a very yeah, like a tense period for most people's lives. It does yeah. not feel like especially can you imagine if you're used to playing in the NBA? Uh. Like there's celebrities courtside. There's so or just much going on. The roar of having like 50,000 people chatting with each yes. other. Yes. I can't even imagine. People are drinking, cheering. Anyways, um, what a weird thing. So, but she's feeling really good. Chloe's feeling really good about <laughs> she's the got, decision. We got our deed back. We got that bad man fired. I love she's like that very bad man. He's a bad person, a bad man. <laughs> got that bad man fired. Made me laugh very <laughs> hard. And then they decided to do a prank I have never heard of before. Have you seen this before? I have seen like people put their elbow and arm together to make it look like a butt. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it, but not this prank particularly. I've just seen people do that like on like an Instagram or something. <laughs> this is wild what they did. So it's so fucked up. It's like a fucked up. It's funny, but it's fucked up. They FaceTime Chris and they're just showing Tristan's arm like making it look but. like it's a butt and then they're making like ah uh, uh, sex noises sex sound chris's face was legitimately like she was like what am i seeing she what is this is like so scary like it's it's like a very which is great it's a protective mom face being but also, like what the does fuck she not know at? that chloe just flew to boston <laughs> so confusing but i love it because then she hangs up and then chloe's like oh my god her face did you see she's like like looking talking to production behind the camera and it's like did you see her face and what a creep she's like she's such a creep she's and tristan's like out. oh she thinks i'm doing something bad and i've been so good i'm not doing anything bad and then they facetime her back and she's like oh my god i'm traumatized well she probably was like that motherfucker <laughs> Then we get a very important scene, um, which is at Kim's house. We're back in L.A., Chris and Kim. And this is it. This is a very important historical scene um, where Chris basically asks, you know, how are you really? Yeah. And but first we kind of it feels like at first Kim isn't going to open up. And she's like, I mean, I'm really fine. She barely does though i i want to say but even when she pretends to she is so fucking closed off and cold oh. and doing the double blink like mom this is not going any further it for like, sure couldn't it be like any icier script, it's like a scripted scene yeah. that clearly i'm sure was like overthought to death and so chris is like well, you know what would you tell me if you weren't i keep waiting for you you know because i live across the street <laughs> And she's like, but we, here is a, an interesting development that we talked about, which is that she says, I'm going to a therapist. Yeah. I don't even talk I to said, you. 
Yes, Kimmy. She's like, story. I don't talk to you. I talk to my therapist. I don't need to. I have a therapist and it's very, but yeah, it's a very measured, very curt and um, emotionless explanation, which I wrote down a fair bit of, but she's like, I'm an adult. I have a therapist. Let me work on myself. And then this is where she gets into this thing where she kind of finally explains the rationale for divorcing Kanye. And she's like, I woke up at 40. I basically just want total happiness. Yeah. And she's like, Uh, I thought I could get an, I would have enough with just my kids and then Kanye could do whatever and that would be fine. But I, I need more. Uh, And she's like, I realized we got along best when we weren't together. That's really sad. So yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, her, you know, she's like, I don't want a husband who lives in a different state. And I thought the part that was really interesting was that she was like, you know, I want someone basically is saying like, I want someone to do the small things with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I had all the, I've had all the big things, extravagant, yeah. all the things you can imagine. And those are great memories. And I'm so appreciative, but I want the small things. And she tells this story about like how in quarantine she worked out with Chloe and Tristan every day as like their third wheel and that she was envious and yeah. that the idea of like watching your shows together, watch working out together, like what she's talking about is is sharing your really life small, like small, smaller in small. It's not small. It's bigger, but it, that it's like compared to the bigness of their lives, her and Kanye, like she wants moments and she wants yeah. intimacy and she wants a partner. Yeah. Very simply a partner. Yeah. You know, she wants someone to watch Bridgerton with her. Yeah, she wants someone to watch Bridgerton, and Kim should have somebody to watch she fucking Bridgerton with it. her. Um, and the, yeah, so Chris starts to crying. She's like, "Don't <laughs> cry. There's so much to be happy about." Very. Annoying. I'm like, the family not- loves to tell people to stop crying. <laughs> yeah, she says, "I'm not gonna like break down and cry when you leave. I'm numb." I was like, do you think that's reassuring? <laughs> oh, okay, Kim. Um, so I know you're new to therapy, but a word like numb doesn't isn't isn't a good word she's like i'm not i don't feel sad i feel nothing mom you're like that's not where we want to be well it is so interesting because as this family like glacially evolves you know to yes. the world mental health they still have you know it's one footed one foot out and even you know even when chris is like you're a really strong girl you handle everything very calmly and it's like yes and that is powerful and also i i don't think we should send the message that being emotional or messy or upset is is a negative yeah you know like ending your marriage and like the it's okay to also be a fucking mess and it's like that's the part sometimes where i think these this family you know telegraphs the wrong thing where it's just like stoicism and acceptance are not like the greatest trait above all else. Yeah. Cause she I think. says calmness is my superpower, but it's like, bitch, you were screaming about cookies. Yes, like, exactly. You were yeah. like hounding Courtney. You're not calm. You're displacing. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's just very interesting to me that it's like, okay, look, I, 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 she got to a therapist that is more than I ever thought. Yes. You know, so I never thought she could get there. She could get there. There's a lot of work for this family to undo. Yeah. You know, there's a lot we know, like there is just a lot of like very unhealthy 
patterns and views on um, partnership and gender and like there's just a lot so but there's also a very funny moment um so she says you know don't cry and then she says look i i know i'll be happy i didn't come this far just to come this far and not be happy remember that then there's like a pause and she's like i saw that on the internet <laughs> and somebody today posted that it was a tom brady quote yeah <laughs> It made me laugh really hard. Yeah, I tweeted it last week and pinned it as my like. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. And then people are like, that's Tom Brady. And I was like, I attribute it to Kim Kardashian West. So. Now it's Kim Kardashian. So <laughs> I hope she trademarked it. <laughs> she probably And at did. the time, she's like, I'm not making any big decisions, blah, 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 which we know very short after, very soon after she did. So yeah. at least, you know, she, like the show always gives them the opportunity to like, she rolled out her narrative yeah. is what that scene was about. And, she and it did kind overall. She, yeah, she said nothing negative about him. She said it was a great no. father, you know, there's, and that he deserves someone who can do all the things. And hopefully Irina, who is beautiful, but doesn't do it for me. Hopefully <laughs> okay. she can give that to him. Very beautiful. What a funny, what a funny world. I was thinking that like Bradley Cooper and Kim, like should like now they are involved in like a funny little quadrant, you know, because their kids involved and all this. And it's like, I'm, you know, I doubt the first relationship for Kanye will be as long term. But it's like, what if they all have to spend Christmas and it's like Bradley Cooper, Arena, their daughter, Kanye, Kim. I mean, they're all very rich and famous. Yeah. Anyways, so then we get the big time capsule yes, moment. Yes, Scott is making so many dad jokes while he's like, he was like, Courtney, you think you can fit in there? Uh, <laughs> I've been, I took an hour digging that hole. And everyone's like, okay, Ugh, so. when you do this, we don't. We'd rather you drink than do this. <laughs> yeah, you're really testing our patience and support. And um, we're burying it in Kim's backyard. And so Chris is like, yeah. this means you can never sell the house. And I was like, oh, I think she's just going to put a stipulation that she has to be able to access this. Yeah. Or they dig it up or, yes. you know, like, it's so funny. Like, yeah. Oh, well, that decides that. It's like, I don't know. This is a woman about to enter the biggest transition of her life. So yeah. I don't know a few things we... might be up in the air. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe she would keep the house just for the kids to like have regularity. But like, I hope she gets a colorful house with soft, non- austere furniture jewel tones and silk oh. ruffles <laughs> Give me some clutter core so they say they're going one by one courtney has a t-shirt from smooch as a quote reminder of where i started and scott <laughs> scott handing her his he goes hungry fella there you go what hungry is he fella? doing so embarrassed. She has shown that she remembers how to fold the shirts, and they're all like, "Oh!" Because she does the like retail folding and tucks the tag. And then Scott's, <laughs> yeah, like, "Why? There you go." Like, Why? Well, oh gosh! And then he and puts Scott's in. Scott's also stupid. <laughs> yeah, he puts in his. I honestly think that he put in his like talentless wash your hands shirt as a sign of the times, and then later was like, "Oh no, they all pick better stuff." And so I think yes. at the end. Whenever he puts his cape in, I believe it's because he was like, a producer was like, Scott, go get something better. <laughs> I think you are 100% right. Cause they all put in much more interesting stuff. And it was like, wait, what? Yeah. A bad shirt of like, you know, because this was the year we had. And it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not yeah. really what this time capsule is about. But yeah. 
Okay. And then we already know Kim puts in her first ever fragrance, gives the same spiel. This is my first time not working with my sisters. And they're like, we remember. (laughs) Uh, Kendall puts in a painting of their old house. And Kylie says, I have the door. She did? I missed that. (laughs) Kylie has the door of their old house. I have the door. (laughs) I have the door. I have uh, the wax figurine of mom and I have the door. That's so funny. I have the door. Uh, And Kylie does the same move as Kim and I laughed so hard. Of course, Kylie and Kim do the exact same thing, which is showcase their own solo individual business venture that made them famous on their terms. I will say that Kylie's makes more sense because wow, 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 wow. Like Kim, your fragrance didn't do a lot for you. Kylie, it changed the world. Like everyone's, yeah, it changed yeah, everything. So no, um, I mean it's it's absolutely defining. It just made me laugh so hard. Like theirs is so central to themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris puts in her momager license. Cute. Just big. That's a big one to part with. Yeah. And then we get Chloe has the keys to Dash, which was like very sweet to see. I couldn't and believe it. she still had them. <laughs> also, it made me laugh because she like dropped them in the capsule, expecting like a big sound. And she was like, oh, there's a lot of fabric in there. <laughs> didn't make a sound. Yeah. And then Scott <laughs> tops it off with the Lord cape. Um, and then, you know, they played my girl's song. Did you hear it? Billy. Yo, God. Yeah. Now, do you know the lyrics to I Had a Dream? Not no, not so it's like I had a dream. I got everything I wanted. Not what you think. And if I'm being honest, it might have been a nightmare to anyone who might care. Uh, And then, you know, then it talks about all kinds of other stuff. Uh, But it's essentially like, um, yeah, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But then she's like, you know, as long as said in his in his or his. um capsule interview you know yeah like this was all the stuff i thought i wanted i don't doesn't matter yeah that's a very interesting song choice wow and then yeah they kind of they replay the old beginning uh opening credit with the backdrop that falls um which you kind of called like you said that is it going to be a backdrop and then they're on the back you know the back lot uh, but instead of the back lot they're a la the hills instead of yeah. the hills they are having a, a big table set with all the kids at it which yeah. was very sweet oh man and they're all doing voiceover as they like as old clips play and it's yeah it's, i'm it's sweet. really digging in more to this billy song too because the end of it is like if i if i knew it all then would i do it again would i do it and then it's like if they knew what they said would go straight to my head Mm. would they say that instead like talk i guess it's it's just very much about like how what it does to you and i think it's a fascinating song choice to end on especially because it's like billy talking about how people like really attacked her online and this that's what these sisters endured and there is that like vo from kim from like first season where it's like her being like the princess has arrived (laughs) and she's like she's like i was really different um do you remember when princess was like a thing i remember a girl in my high school had a princess like I don't know when they used to put lettering on the front of a windshield at the top. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. It's yes. A princess. <laughs> it was a big thing, especially in the, like my super sweet 16 era and stuff like, yeah. And princess 
Kim was like a total thing. It was, it's so funny to think back on, but yeah, they, I think there is the choice of that song, the quotes, the, the clips they're showing, like the clips of pregnant Courtney and, and Scott kissing and then mm-hmm. cutting to them like at the table. We know that there's no future for them. It was just like very melancholy. Yeah. Like the whole thing I had mean, a really melancholy yeah. feel, which is like more honest and I appreciate it, you know? It's appropriate. It's appropriate. Now That's we'll, it. we'll see what they premiere with in September. We'll see what they give us. And I am very excited for this um, Andy interview. It looks at least we'll see what we actually what kind of answers we get. But it looks like they ask Scott about um, Travis. Yeah. His sobriety stuff. And like it looks like a lot of the juicy stuff. I also think they talk about Chris Humphreys a lot, too. Like, yeah, that clip, it seemed like Kim was saying that. Chris called her before to be like, if you want to leave, I will get a car and explain the rest. Yes. Which is maybe like from the wedding day. I think so. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait for Andy Cohen, who owes no one anything to really go in on them. (laughs) I think it's perfect. It's the perfect pairing. He already has a great relationship with them, but he also is very good at like, cutting through bullshit and getting people to like, and really getting back to the question. And And they definitely set it up so that it looks like they're nervous or they're getting put on the spot. Yeah. And he's a bitch. Um. Yes. (laughs) God, as this is not the the note to end on, but I am obsessed with how on watch what happens live. He is so annoyed at his own show. <laughs> yes, I think it's like the format's too fast for him, and he's like, ah, oh, always. Yeah, he just—he's like always mad at the jokes too. Yeah, it's like he's just like very short, and it's—and I love it. It works for me, but it's just very funny to me be hosting your own show where you're kind of like, ugh, like irritated for half of it, <laughs> and really like openly talk shit to your guests and just have total free free reign. I think it's like a great way to be authentic and. Be like you'll take it like this like yeah ellen faked being nice and then was really cruel andy's like yeah. ah, everyone sucks what a good way to put it. and, and you're like, like yeah that's you you'll never get canceled you showed us what you are <laughs> well it makes perfect sense that we would end our last episode recap talking about another show because that's what we'll be doing soon um in the meantime for the next few weeks we release our new episodes mm. on monday there's still time you can check out our website gardishinit.com subscribe on apple Podcasts. please rate and review check out our twitter and instagram email us um and thanks so much for listening to cardition it bye